It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf, basketball, baseball guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him, Dave underscore Essler. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go again, Uncle Dave, another Saturday. Another full slate of games. You and I got together early. And we said, let's go ahead and attack some of the later stuff. So we're going to go over three games for you guys today. One in the NBA, we'll talk Rockets Thunder. And two in Major League Baseball, we'll go ahead, we'll talk Royals Twins and Astros Padres. But I want to start it out in the NBA first. The Rockets, they're going to be a two-point favorite here, total 222. Now, Uncle Dave, the Rockets have a commanding 2-0 lead, still without Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure which direction you are going. Now, I have a play on the side, and I have a player prop, but I want to hear what you got on this game first. Well, this is a tough one. You know, I think I think a lot of people, including myself, are on OKC in game two, and, of course, it was a close game until the fourth quarter, and the Rockets just kind of pulled away. I look at the stats of that game, and OKC actually had a, a better field goal percentage, made more free throws, had more rebounds, didn't have as many assists, and turn the ball over almost twice as many times. So we start out this game, and I think uh, Houston opens minus three. It's all the way down to minus two now with about three-quarters of the tickets actually on Houston. So there does appear to be some sharp money on OKC. But if I have to bet this game, I am going to bet the under sleepy. And I think that is because I know OKC, with or without anybody, is not going to beat Houston in a running game. I mean, just just look at the last game, uh, first quarter, 35-30 Houston, fourth quarter, 34-20 Houston. The only way I think the Thunder have a chance is to go ahead and keep that game at their pace and not at Houston's pace. I'd like to think both teams shoot better than 41 and 44%, but no guarantee there. They both shot fairly well from beyond the arc. I think Houston took 56 of them, so... You know, there's your difference right there. And I think that what you're going to see is Oklahoma City just try to play this game close to the vest, and and, and I think they will. I, I'm a little nervous that Houston had such balanced scoring last time. You know, they, they, they won without Harden really being being the Harden that we've come to expect. So if i got to bet this game, Sleepy, I'm not going against you. We already talked off air about this game, and I know who you like. So I'm going under with the Rockets and the Thunder. All right. Well, as I mentioned, I'm going to go ahead and make a play on the side, and it will give you guys a player prop that I like. You know, Uncle Dave, you mentioned the stats, and I think there there is a glaring issue with the Thunder. If you go back and you look at game one and you look at game two, I guess we could use both games here. You know, the Thunder lost both games by double digits, 15 in the first game and 13 in the last, and this is happening without Westbrook. You know, I was one of the – one of the idiots that went ahead and I'm like, oh, Thunder, I'm going to jump on them in game one. Rockets don't have Westbrook. They probably don't really have a chance. And if the Thunder are going to sneak a game out, it's going to be that one. Well, they went out and they got blown out. They played like crap. And then they turned around. They did the same exact thing again in game two. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, the Rockets are beating this team without Westbrook. There has to be something going on. Like, how are they doing it? And the odds makers continue to go ahead and put out two three-point lines, making the Rockets a favorite. 
and there really hasn't been any adjustment. And as you mentioned, it seems like the sharp money's on the thunder, but I'd be willing to bet that the sharp money was on the thunder in game one and probably game two. Now, let's go back and, and look at game one and game two. You had mentioned, you know, a bunch of the stats here. And the Rockets, you know, they won the turnover battle in game one by plus seven. And they had a total of plus 12 shot attempts. But the Rockets, as you mentioned, they're taking a ton of threes right now. They took 56 in that first game, Uncle David, you mentioned. And they made 19. But they were plus eight at the three-point line. The Thunder only made 11. So 11 for the Thunder, 19 for the Rockets, plus eight times three. You know, there's 24 points there. That, that need to be made up. And if you go to game one, it was the same exact story. The Rockets plus five in shot attempts, plus seven in threes, plus six again in turnovers. Now, the big difference from game one to game two, the Thunder crushed the Rockets on the boards in game one. They were like plus 17 in rebounds. But the Rockets came back and played really tough in the paint area, and they only got out-rebounded by five. So the stats are staying the same. And the, the one area that's critical for the Rockets, you know, beating that team is, you know, out-rebounding them by a ton of shots and slowing down their threes. Well, the Rockets said, you know, you out-rebounded us by 17 in the first game. We're not going to allow that to happen. And they only out-rebounded them by five in the last game. So it seems like the team that's making the actual adjustments here, at least to the better, is the Rockets. They're, they're staying true to to what they need to do to win, and they're they're trying to go ahead and it seems like somewhat they're trying to limit the thunder, you know, from going ahead and, and really beating them up on the glass. So I like the Rockets here. I'm not going to fall into that thunder trap like I did the first two games. If the stats are saying that the Rockets are doing what they want to do and they're actually, you know, making things better for them with not allowing, you know, the thunder to go ahead and out rebound them. Well, then the only way I could look in this game is the Rockets. Now, let me give you guys a prop play that I do like here. And it will be for an OKC guy. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Steven Adams points, rebounds, and assists over 24 and a half. Now, the season average for Adams is 22.4. The Rockets are, are very undersized, and we know that. And Adams has grabbed 11 and 12 rebounds in the first two games of this series. He also had five assists. And game one, I think he had 17. And the last game, he had eight. So he's gone over and under in each of the first two games. But if you go back through the season, he actually played against the Rockets when they had this small ball lineup, and he went way over the total. And then early on in the beginning of the season, he played against the Rockets and went under, but that was with Capella. So I don't think they're making enough of an adjustment here at 22.5, and and this over and under points, rebounds, and assists is 24.5. You know, if he could just grab an extra rebound or two, and we know that they're undersized, at least the Rockets. I don't see why... OKC probably won't say let's get you know let's get some easier looks some higher percentage shots in the paint that's going to come down to Adam so I do like that over 24 and a half points rebounds and assists for Adams Uncle Dave let's jump over to some baseball here we have a big slate today but I want to talk about this Royals Twins game I think there is something glaring in this game that a lot of people aren't talking about and it actually happened in the game between the Twins and the Royals yesterday but the roles will be completely reversed today. But I'm going to let you go ahead and go first, see if you're on the opposite side, or see if you agree with me. Royals, Twins, right now we have a line. Twins are around minus 150. They'll have Dobnak on the mound. Singer will go here for the Royals total, nine and a half. What are you thinking? Well, I like the over here, Sleepy, and I like the over quite a bit. 
I like the over a lot better uh, when it was uh, nine. It's up to nine and a half now. Obviously, that's through a very key number, nine being a super key number. But what I wonder here, I mean, I, I, you know, let, let's work this backwards. I can't, you know, yesterday aside, I can't take uh, Brady Singer at all for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, he looked pretty good early. Uh, he actually beat Cleveland and they beat the Tigers, and I think I, I bet against him both times. And he's lost two of the last three, one of those being against the Twins. Now, this will be the third time he's pitched against the Twins. I mean, that's just the kiss of death for a team like the Twins, especially a team like the Twins that did not win yesterday. And we know the Royals' bullpen is marginal at best. Um, you know, they, they, they started off really bad, and they went through a really nice stretch, and, and now they're kind of regressing again a little bit. Um, but I just I can't take Kansas City under any circumstances. And I looked at, you know, look at the Royals, and I kind of like them as an over-team uh, when we did a lot of preseason stuff. And they had, I think, seven straight unders and then yesterday a push. So I think that the regression tells me they might go over. On the other side, Cruz is resting today. Um, Dobnak, I don't know how you bet against the guy. He hasn't given up more than two earned runs in any start. Matter of fact, five starts, four earned runs total. But again, he pitched against Kansas City last week. So they've seen him before. I do think they get a few runs. The weather's pretty warm, which is always good for us. So I'm going to go with the over in this game, Sleepy. Um, I can't take Kansas City. And as much as I love my home underdogs, I just can't get there. So I like the over. I think we have Ed Hickok behind the plate. Uh, don't love him as an over umpire. Don't love uh, 9.5 as opposed to 9. But, you know, here we are doing this podcast. It's 9.5. So we're gonna we're gonna put a pizza bet on the over. I think that's where I'm gonna go with that one, Sleepy. I wouldn't disagree with you, Uncle Dave, that we'll certainly see some runs in that game. I think the team that's gonna have the majority of the runs is gonna be the Minnesota Twins. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna make a few wagers with the twins here today. I'm gonna play the twins on the run line, or you can go ahead and you could lay the minus one fifty. And if I were gonna go ahead and lay the minus one fifty, I would probably tie the twins into a parlay with another team that I saw fit. But I do like the Twins here on the run line first. And I want to go ahead and I want to explain kind of what happened with the situation yesterday with these two teams. You know, the Twins were at a big disadvantage yesterday because they had Odorizzi on the mound. Now, Odorizzi, he got seen here by the Royals three times. And that was, you know, it's a short season. And for an offense to go ahead and get a look at a pitcher three straight times, you know, that's a big disadvantage for that pitcher. And the Royals ended up putting up, what, seven runs yesterday. So obviously, you know, that benefited their offense. But it's going to be a complete role reversal here as Singer will now pitch his third straight game against the Twins. And as you had mentioned, you know, that's that's not going to be a good thing. And, and the Twins got a loss yesterday. So I expect them to go ahead and get a rebound here. Now, Singer's big worry for me with him, with even thinking about backing him, is the fact that you know, he's given up a lot of walks. He's given up some home runs already this season. And the fact that he just hasn't seen a lineup in, in a couple of weeks here. I mean, you got to go all the way back to August the 4th, you know, from the last time he's seen a different lineup. So, you know, when he pitched against the Twins in the first game, you know, he he was pretty good. I think they actually lost that game, but his, his numbers were okay. But in the second game, his strikeouts went down and his walks went up. So that was a concern. So I, I see a little bit of a trend in a negative way you know, with Singer, and then you get Dobnak on the hill, who, 
Now, he's been really good, as you mentioned, Uncle Dave. He has a 0.87 whip and an ERA of 1.42, and that's in five real starts. I mean, he's had 25 innings pitched already. So I feel Dobnak's numbers here, you know, that they're actually true, and I feel pretty good with that. And the fact that he's coming off of, you know, his worst game of the season, and it was against the Royals, you know, you got to wonder if he'll be salty today and a little bit nasty. And another thing, you know, in favor of the Twins here, they're going to be loaded with a bunch of lefties. And that's a luxury that that Kansas City don't have. So you're going to have two righties on the mound, and the Twins are going to be loaded with lefties. And I know you mentioned Cruz is out, but I don't think that really hurts them a whole lot going into this game. I could see a big clear advantage here for the Twins at Dobnak. Now, let me give you guys a prop play that I'm going to go ahead and play. Now, Kepler, he's going to lead off. So it's not the ideal spot to go ahead and lead off for a guy that you're looking to go ahead and knock in an RBI. But Kepler's batted 400 so far this season against Singer. And Uncle Dave, you had mentioned many, many podcasts ago about Kepler and how he's been hitting the ball and the fact that he's getting a bunch of home runs this season. So I figure why not go ahead and use him to go ahead and record an RBI today at minus 113. There's a lot of lefties. And even at the bottom of the order for the Twins, I think that Kepler can go ahead and, and – uh, Probably knock a knock a run in. I was considering him for a home run prop, but it was only plus four fifty. So I'm like, oh, I got probably got a better chance of going ahead and getting the uh, getting the RBI. Let's jump over to our last game here, Uncle Dave. I want to talk Padres. I want to talk Astros. Padres right now they're going to be around a minus one thirty favorite. Now this one opened up, Uncle Dave, right around minus one ten in favor of the Padres. Davies will be on the mound for San Diego. Belak's going to go here for Houston, total nine and a half. I have a pretty strong feeling we're going to agree on this one because we talked before the pod. Now, we didn't exactly disclose our picks, and sometimes we don't like to do that because if we're going to butt heads or you know, be on the opposite side of each other, we don't want it to be, you know, oh, I'm going to agree with you, Uncle Dave, just so we sound cool. You know, when we butt heads, we butt heads, and there's nothing wrong with that because we're going to eventually find, you know, what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong. But I have a feeling we're going to agree on this one, Uncle Dave. Houston, San Diego, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is a tough one for me because Houston's got Brandon Bylock going. And honestly, I I tried to bet against him a couple times when he pitched against Arizona and San Francisco. That did not work uh, in my favor. I tried to bet against him when he played Colorado. He holds the Rockies uh, to one hit in six innings. And I just don't know if he isn't in for some sort of regression because now you have, in this game, the Padres who will have a book on him uh, of three games where they didn't before. And, you know, I can't get away from the fact that, you know, he spent three years in the minors and he's been all over the place and, and not a whole lot of AAA experience. He has some pretty good numbers, but you would think in, in three or four years – with those kind of numbers, even in double A, that he would have had a shot. And, you know, I just think that's a huge quantum leap for him to be stepping up to the Padres right now. And on the Padres side, Zach Davies, you know, I didn't like him for years. Uh, But liking him and betting on him are two different things. And the one thing he has done in five starts is he's kept the ball in the park. He's only given up two home runs, which were at Colorado. And, you know, I think you could probably – put one out maybe straight down the line in Colorado. I won't give you dead center. So just the fact that he's been keeping the ball in the park against a team like Houston that will tend to score a lot of their runs hitting the ball out of the park, I think gives him a pretty significant advantage now 
What I don't like about the Padres and having all season is that bullpen. They they just haven't been very good, uh, but they have won five straight. I think Houston might have gone on that little little win streak there, and everybody said ah, Houston's back, uh, but they 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 lost again last night. I'm not so sure they aren't going to lose again tonight. So if I'm taking a gun to my head, I'm taking the Padres for the first five innings, taking the bullpen out of the equation, and probably throwing some pizza on the over. And why it's only a pizza, uh, Bregman's out now for Houston. We know Alvarez is out. Brantley's been out. So I'm not so sure that, that Houston, you know, their, their M.O. for hitting home runs, obviously, uh, without those guys is hurt. And their M.O. for hitting home runs, obviously, with a guy like Davies that tends to keep the ball in the park is also hurt. So I do like the Padres. I'll take out that bullpen, take them first five, and uh, throw pizza on the over. Another one that's nine and a half now would have loved nine, uh, but because it's nine and a half now, it's only worth a, a medium topping pizza. Padres first five, sleepy. What do you got? Uh, I actually like that wager. That wasn't what I was thinking, but it makes perfect sense. So we're 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 definitely you know in the same thinking here. You know, money's come in here on the Padres, and I think it is for good reason, Uncle Dave. I would go ahead and buy back the Padres here minus the one thirty. I feel pretty good with that. As you mentioned, the Astros have injuries right now. Now they're going to have four normal guys out of their lineup. And as you had mentioned, you know, Bregman will be out. Brantley will be out. And that, you know, that really weakens up, you know, pretty much their five through nine hole, at least from what I've seen, you know, with the, with their lineup that they're going to put out. It's going to be rather weak. And they don't have a whole hell of a lot of, you know, quality left-handed batters in the box anyways, you know, even really to start with. And it's only going to get weaker here tonight. Now, as you mentioned, you know, the Astros were rolling. I think they won like eight in a row. But now, you know, San Diego's playing, and they're they're hitting grand slams left and right. They've now won five straight, and they're going to get Davies on the mound. As you mentioned about that bullpen, you know, I think they got a talking to, at least from some of the stuff that I read. I think they have like a, a 5.5 ERA or something crazy like that. It was really, really high. But according to what I've read, you know, they kind of got their asses handed to them, and they were talking about moving guys in and moving guys out, and that that actual bullpen last night pitched lights out. So maybe they got the wake-up call. Now, I will get Davies on the mound, and if my research is right here, Uncle Dave, none of these Astro guys really have ever seen Davies before. Davies, I went through and I looked, going all the way back to 2015, he's never pitched against the Astros. So I know that the fact that they have a weak lineup, at least the 5-9 through nine hole, and the guys who have been with this team for a number of years or have been in the league for a number of years, they're going to be in the beginning of this order. And I don't think they've seen Davies before. So I think that's a clear advantage for Davies. And again, the limited number of left-handed batters that they're going to have in the box tonight for the Astros. I think that might be one of the reasons why this line has moved the way that it has in favor. Now, the Astros are going to go ahead. They're going to put B-Lock on the mound. I think he's average. I don't have anything against him. I think his walks are a little bit high. He has 11 already in 21 innings. So, you know, could he give up a couple walks and a couple homers in this game? I think that he can. And, you know, the Padres right now are just they're, they're looking to go ahead and get guys on base and clear them. And that's something that they've been doing, you know, over. I think that what they have, Uncle Dave, I think it was like four grand slams in a row in four straight games. That's just insane. So, you know, this team's stepping in the box confident and they're like, let me just get on base and somebody will knock me in. That's not a recipe that you, that you want to go ahead and go up against, you know, if you're the Astros with a weak lineup. And they're going to be on the road, too. So I think Astros might be, uh, you know, I think they might be just keep drawing these prices where, you know, it's the Astros. And I get it. And, and, and it's cool. But, 
you know, you don't have a full lineup. You don't have Verlander on the mound. And and, you're, and you started out the game, you know, pretty much being a pick em. But now I think the sharp money has realized that that probably Davies, you know, was the way to go. Now, I don't have a prop on that one, Uncle Dave. I didn't get too deep into that game. But um, it sounds like we both fall on the same side there with the Padres. I like your, your Padres first five because you never know what that bullpen might do for San Diego. But I think they got a talking to and they woke up a little bit last night. So. Um, hopefully if Davies does, you know, go five or six, that, that Padres bullpen can go ahead and hold up. Well, that's it guys. That's it for our podcast. Ripped through three games for you guys today. I feel pretty good about our picks here. I think we'll do well. Um, and, uh, tomorrow, I don't know, uncle Dave, if we'll get on a podcast, maybe we'll talk some games and we'll, we'll talk a little bit of golf right now. I think DJ was in the lead. I saw he was, uh, he was going off yesterday. So we'll do a little update on our golf. We'll talk some more games tomorrow. But with that said, I'm Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. That's Uncle Dave. You guys can get him at Dave underscore S. Or you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck today. Enjoy those games. <laughs>